This is Alice Gordon, and you're listening to episode 61 of Who's on Top. And welcome back to episode 61 of Who's on Top. I'm your host, Ori. It is May 13th, two days before my birthday, 2021. Um, we have a very excited episode planned for you with only three people on the episode, but three is a good number. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, the solidified Jews, if you can say that so yourself. It's me, Ellis Gordon, the Russian machine. Say hi to everyone. What's up, guys? And the bearded man himself, Jacob Kasdan. What's up, guys? Let's talk some sports. For all you listeners, Jacob Kasdan has been growing out his beard for a month and a half. And boy, does he look good. His hair is also growing out. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We got um, a few exciting things uh, planned for you, especially when it comes to boxing and fighting. No, it's not the Ellis Daniel saga continued, but it, Ellis, take it away. What happened last uh, last weekend? Boxing had a pretty good week with Canelo Saul, well, Saul Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders, the Brit, and it was actually a really good fight until, as me and Roy were talking about on text, it ended a bit anticlimactic because. The first rounds went to Canelo. I think Billy Joe Sanders Saunders had a had had won the middle rounds, but it was close. The whole fight was close, very intense. And then the sixth round, I believe, or was it the seventh, eighth or seventh? I think it was eighth. It was the eighth. I'm pretty sure it was the eighth. Canelo just became Canelo. He just dodged a few punches, hit him with his signature uppercut, and from like with a minute and a half left in the round, and from there just beat on him. Billy Joe Saunders was able to stand up, went to his corner, but called off the fight from his corner because he couldn't open his eye, was taken to the hospital, and they assessed him with an orbital bone break. His orbital bone broke, so it wasn't really quitting, I don't think, because, you know, it was anticlimactic for sure, but his orbital bone completely broke, couldn't open his eye, and his career is, I don't think in doubt, but, you know, the surgery was successful, but he's going to have to take a long layoff due to Canelo's fists. And Canelo, on the other hand, continues his dominance with an epic Cinco de Mayo performance and is now one win away against Caleb Plant from unifying all the super weight um, division belts. Which yeah, is so for, for our listeners, um, think of like the, the different belts as like Thanos' Infinity Stones. And yeah, literally. The goal, is, the goal is to unify them all. And currently he holds three of them, uh, which is the belt that he fought with BJ for. Um, and having four has been done only very few times, and it would be extremely impressive for him to do it. I mean, like Ellis said, um, the fight was actually really good. I watched it uh, with some friends. Um, I thought BJ really held his 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 own for the first few fights. I thought he he won like maybe three of those first few rounds. Uh, his jab was working. Canelo looked like he was kind of scoping out his opponent, but wasn't doing too much. But clearly, like you know, when you get connected with the uppercut right in the eye and BJ kind of dodged right into it. And I don't know, it was not, not a great look, but I, I loved, I loved how Saunders came into this. He, he came in with attitude, like the whole fight, he was like screaming at Canelo and he was like waving his tongue around and it reminded me a little bit of Tyson Fury. And actually Tyson Fury was in his corner uh, for the fight. So, I mean, it was anticlimactic in very much the same way as, um, Tyson uh, Fury versus uh, Wilder was last yeah. last time where the, you know, the team kind of just threw in the towel and it, it was like, yeah, it was kind of justified, but you kind of wanted to see them go out under their shield. And yeah. I don't know. It, I, I, I thought it was a really good fight and I just excited me to see boxing. Jake, you got something to say? Yeah. So I didn't actually see this fight, but reminding of Fury versus Wilder Ellis, am I, am I wrong or is there another one this summer? 
Uh, not 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 Wilder, but there is Joshua versus um, Andy Joshua the Fury. Fury That's a really big. So, so I guess I guess we should mention this too. I don't know if we mentioned this last episode, but Logan Paul is slated to fight Floyd Mayweather, and boy, did that he that press conference get heated. Um, Ellis probably has a lot to say about this. Jack. I don't have that much to say, but, but Mayweather almost committed homicide on Logan Paul. Mayweather was very close gotcha, to committing. Gotcha hat. Well, listen, like second degree uh, murder on Jake the Paul. Paul brothers. The Paul brothers are good fighters. They're they're good fighters in the sense that you wouldn't think they'd be good. So they're exceeding expectations, but they're not real fighters in the end. And that, that is just the cold hard truth of the fact. So like going up against, well, we'll see. But going up against Mayweather, like Jake Paul, Jake Paul can put out pull off those stunts against other people on like YouTube, but like it's just against Mayweather. But it also maybe it was on purpose. People are saying that because um. Because I mean, it sells the fight. I mean, I'm you know, you know, it definitely sells the fight. For sure. It sells the fight, but Jake Paul almost lost his head. So like, yeah. at what cost? <laughs> at what cost? Um. So I mean, that's really exciting to watch. Well, we might even live stream. I'm not sure. We we can't live stream the fight, but we might <coughs> live stream our reactions uh, to the fight, Maybe. which I yeah. think would be pretty fun. Um. Because we're all slated to watch it together. Uh. But yeah. So let's move on from boxing. Um. Great match. Canelo just looking dominant. Let's move on to UFC. Um, which has a really big event slated uh, for UFC 262. We actually have the lightweight title coming up. Ellis is our UFC consultant. You can take this one away. Yeah, we got two big fights all in the lightweight division for UFC 262. Um, well, I have to mention Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards was a big um, welterweight fight, but it was canceled because Diaz suffered a small like fracture. So it's going to be in two weeks. So they pushed, pushed it back. But this fight still has um, some killers. So you got first fight is the co-main event is Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. Dariush is coming off like a seven-fight win streak. Don't comment on that, but a win streak. And he's rising up the rankings, I think, nine, number nine, pound to pound. Ferguson, I mean, he was on a 12-fight win streak last year. He lost his last two. People think he might be getting old, but this is going to be his, um, this is going to be like, if he loses this, he might get cut. But Tony Ferguson, people have called El Kukuyu. He is supposed to be the crazy man most exciting fighter in the UFC so that and Benil Dariush is one of the biggest knockout artists in the UFC so that should be very entertaining and then the other lightweight fight is the title Charles Oliveira after 11 years in the UFC goes up against the new boy Michael Chandler who was who was a title winner at Bellator is 22 and 5 Charles Oliveira is 38 Charles Oliveira people don't understand he's been in the UFC for since he was like 20 he's like he's been in for a long long time before John Jones even was like a title contender, finally getting his title shot. He has the record for most submissions in the UFC. It's ought to be a good fight. Michael Chandler is known. Charles Oliveira is amazing. Um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and wrestling. Michael Chandler is known for his wrestling and I was going to say punching, but like, you know, stand up game because he can also kick. Um, So yeah, I think it's going to be a good fight. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of think Michael Chandler is going to win it, but Oliveira has been underestimated his whole career for 11 years up until this moment. And good fight. And winner is going to probably face off against Poirier versus McGregor either way. So lightweight division is a moving. And I think that is it. All you guys, everyone should tune into that because that should be good. All right. Yeah. So um, big UFC fight slated. Thank you, Ellis, for, um, you know, being our little fight nerd. If only you could pull the same stunts against Daniel, I'm sure. No, I could not. <laughs> All right. Here we move on to something that's near and dear to my heart. Manchester City have become Premier League champions once again. With uh, Man United losing to Leicester in such a terrible fashion. Oh my god, that was such a <laughs> game. Uh, but Man City wins again. Anticlimactic win for us, but guess what? We do it again. Pep clinches another Premier League title. And oh my god, who's surprised? Not I, said Ori. 
Um, we only have one thing left to do, and that is win the Champions League final, which we are in versus Chelsea. And uh, okay, to be fair, uh, we did play Chelsea and they did win 1 0. Um, it was pretty decent, I think two to one, actually. Sorry. Uh, they did beat us, but hey, we weren't we weren't at full strength. We weren't concentrating. We're prepared for that Champions League final. And oh my God, if we win that, watch out, Ellis, because I'm going to be talking so much. You'll barely be able to move. Got anything uh, to say about this? Can't wait to drown you. But um, yeah, good job to Man City. It only took them $250 billion in a whole country. Shut up. It was not billion. It was million. No, first off, it was a billion, but two hundred fifty billion is uh, obviously a uh, under schedule. But it is it is a couple billion, and I guess good for them. Shows money buys championships, not real heart. Point anyway. Um, but yeah, so congrats to Man City. We'll see if they win the Champions League. You know, Pep does have issues with winning Champions Leagues without Messi, and Chelsea's a good opponent. But that should be a good game. So I'm excited to watch the game as a neutral fan, even though I will be rooting against Man City because screw you, or even though I don't like Chelsea either. But um. But I'm happy with Man United's performance. They lost Leicester. They kind of had to play their C-League team because they were just, it just based on a bunch of weird circumstances, they had to play four games in a week, which is crazy. Um, not that I blame anyone for it, but it was, it was a very good season for Man United and Man City a very good season. But yeah, so Man City are the champions. Let us move on to some basketball. Jacob, I want to start off with the Knicks. How we're, it's almost playoff time in the end. Yeah, there are, as of this recording, Thursday, uh, May 13th, I believe. There are three more games remaining for the Knicks. Right now, we sit as the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, tied with the Heat, half a game behind the Hawks for the fourth seed. First three is pretty much locked up. Hawks, Heat, Knicks have all clinched the playoff spot in the top six, but now it's just where we're going to be. I'm really hoping for a four or five because I do not want to play the Buck, the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. If we if we are the six, that's who we're going to play. So hopefully we either play the Heat or the Hawks. But yeah, this Knicks team surprising people day after day, game after game. Uh, lost a tough one to the Lakers this week by one by, by two points on a go ahead shot by uh, T- Timothy uh, someone Carabo. Taylor Horn Tucker, yeah, Taylor Horn Tucker. But uh, yeah, this Knicks team come playoff time. I'm gonna try to go to some go to a game with my friends from Syracuse, LSC, or you guys can join us as well, of course. Uh, ticket prices might be up there, but uh, it's one. It's a sacrifice I'm, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to take because the Knicks have not made the playoffs since 2012. And uh, yeah, it's fun. Playoff basketball is back to New York, and uh, the Knicks are New York's team yet again. So uh, yeah. So looking at it now, it looks like the 76ers are most likely to get the one seed. But I know we had this episode a little before, but with two weeks more perspective and playoffs two to three games away, who do you think is coming out of the East? I think it's the Nets. I think Harden's back. I think I think Harden's healthy now. I mean, Harden Harden came back yesterday and he just changed that team. You can see like KD might be the best player. Harden's just the most valuable. He just pulls that team together. It's just so impressive what he does. What What about the West? So I'm actually curious. I'm not sure. Like I'm looking at Lakers. I, mean, I, I still think it's the Lakers. They're in the, the play-in Lakers? game right now, right? They're in the play-in game, right? No, so, I, I really yeah. don't think the Lakers can pull it together. I I'm a huge Suns fan. I I don't know. I hope CP3 gets his. Like, Suns and Clippers. I like them, but I don't know. Like everything looks against LeBron, but LeBron hasn't lost like a playoff series in like LeBron. That's not the finals in a long, long, long time. So he didn't make the playoffs that year. But no, but I'm saying he hasn't lost. But when he's made the playoffs, he hasn't lost except in the finals. And like, I don't even know, but it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to bet against it. But I mean, a play-in game is just a lot of like, it's just no home game. Well, 
no home field advantage play on playing game is going to be interesting to see. I'm excited for the West West. Um, I think the Suns really have a big chance. The Jazz, I think, are kind of Hawks team, unfortunately. Though I do like the Jazz, not their fans, but I do like the Jazz. But um, yeah. Uh, Wait, do I have can a- you can you guys remind me how the playoff thing, the play in tournament? Is yeah, it, I, I can. Uh, do is it, it the seven through nine that plays? So it's seven through ten. So seven plays eight. Seven and eight play each other. Winner of that game is the seven seed. Nine and ten play each other. Loser of that game is out. Winner of that game plays the loser of the seven eight for the eight seed. So yeah, so like for, for if, if LeBron were even to lose the first playing game, he'd have to just play like what the two extra games. The Spurs are like, the Grizzlies, yeah. I mean, he'd probably win those. I'm not doubting that, but it'd just be like less rest, and then you're up against the Jazz, and then you usually you have the hardest schedule to get to yeah. the finals. But it's LeBron. Who's your MVP this year? Because Curry, I think, is making. I, I, Curry's making a case for sure. It's but Jokic. It's got to be Jokic. I understand. He that. has he has that team in fourth in the West, with like at a, a marginal is is pretty substantial lead over the five seed. Like oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's pretty close. Like he has forty five wins. Uh, Blazers have forty one. Mavericks have forty one. He has them in a really good place without Jamal Murray. So like I don't know. And yeah. he he just puts up unreal points every night. And then I know I know this has been discussing. What do you think is the Clippers' fate? Because second round. I, second round. Really? Again. I think they can make – I think the Clippers can make some noise. I think people underestimate Paul George because he had a really bad playoff series next series. I think the Clippers – I think the Clippers right now have the third best shot to make the finals in the West, only behind the Suns and Lakers. If I had to be a betting – if I had to put a bet on who would come out of the West, I'd my top four would be – first would be Lakers, Suns, Clippers, and then, um, and then Nuggets probably. Really, over the you don't think the Jazz because it's, it's just the NBA it comes to star power. The Jazz don't have that. I mean, you we say that, and then they're first in the West. <laughs> so like, well, yeah, but- no one's no one's been everyone's been talking about the Suns. Everyone's been talking about the Clippers. Everyone's talking about Lakers. Like this Jazz has fifty wins like right now, you know, and they're still twelve games less from the season. So yeah, they're the number one. Um, like they're they are the, how many or remember. There are they are thirty one and five at home. And yeah, that play they get to play at home in the playoffs. Like, no, know. you make a good point. And there's no one. The only other team close, like the only team closest to the Jazz with home record is the 76ers. sixers. They're still two games back on home record alone. So yeah, the Jazz at home are definitely a one, especially you know those fans have it's had, those Mormons, man. They've had issues Mormons. with racism in the past and stuff, but like. Only objectively speaking, from like a fear factor, they're definitely one of the most feared fans in the league. Not, I'm not, I'm not like. No, they know. aren't. The Jazz. The Jazz. It's, a bunch, fans it's cool. a bunch of white Mormon dads. I know, but they, but they go crazy. They, they, they're one of the loudest stadiums. Uh, yeah. Sports. I don't know. That I'm just saying, thirty-one and five is damn difficult to do. So like, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that plays out in playoffs. All right. All right. Um, I think that's good for the NBA. That's good for the NBA. So let's Take talk about, talk NFL, about the NFL, NFL schedule was just released. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, anything so, uh, Anything jumps out at you guys? Yeah, so we're uh, NFL. I'm not going to say it's close because it's not at all. But uh, I'm getting excited for the season. Post-draft NFL schedule came out last night at 8 p.m. I'm liking the Giants schedule. Got some tough games against the Chiefs and uh, the Buccaneers. But a bunch of winnable games. Personally, I think we can go nine and eight, maybe eight and nine, but somewhere in that region. It's going to be weird having a, a win-loss tiebreaker that adds up to 17 instead of 16 this That's year. That's so weird. 
But just like to go 500 and you need nine wins now. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And one thing but, I don't get, I really don't get is I don't get, I'm going to watch a YouTube video on it. Cause I saw it earlier. The NFL posted how they do their schedule making. Cause every year, just wherever Tom Brady goes, the schedule seems to be easy. Buccaneers have the easiest schedule this year. Easiest schedule. They play the NFC East and the AFC East. They play the Bears. They play the Colts, the hard game. And they play their division, which is made of the Falcons, the Panthers, and uh, the Saints with no Drew Brees. That's such an easy schedule, in my opinion. And even though we're missing the Buccaneers fan on our podcast. Do we, do we really know he's a Buccaneers fan, Jacob? Oh, he is, he is. Do we really know? Yeah. I, I think at this point, you know, with the complicated history of Fox's fandom, and he's not here to defend himself, but we'll, we'll let him talk in the next episode. I think if, if I, as an outside perspective on his fandom, I would say he's not a Patriots fan and is a Buccaneers fan. I would agree. At this you point. know that what that's called? That's called a f-ing bandwagon. Oh, sure. Yeah, a you're a Man City bandwagon. fan. You're a Man City fan. Was, All right. But I stand with Detroit for everything, the good that's and also, the bad. That's also fun. I don't care. <laughs> Blake Griffin moved to the Nets, and I could say, oh, I'm a Nets fan. No. I'm a Detroit fan through and through. You guys are Giants and like That's Knicks not- fans through and through. What the f- is? Oh, he's the best player uh, of all time, so I can just follow him wherever he goes. That's b- as a- much as much as I like to rack Fox for his interesting. You're a loser. Family, you're a loser. I feel like we should allow. I feel like we should do this in episode sixty-two when he's here, just so we get a fair debate. You know, oh, Daniel, Daniel, uh, Daniel Fox. If you ever listen to this podcast, I know you won't listen to this podcast. He definitely doesn't. <laughs> he definitely does not listen to this podcast. Come on the next podcast, see what happens. Your views will get demolished. Or he all of a sudden is just heated today. But yeah, I saw. Just so Jacob, you're actually predicting the Giants to be a little bit because. I was reading an article and they had Giants picked it at seven and ten on the season, but you think they'll do a little better? I um I tend to agree with you. The Giants are an interesting team. I think they're one of the teams that can go either way in the NFL. A lot have to do with yeah. Daniel Jones, a lot have to do with the offense. But I think that's exciting because I feel like we haven't um I feel like we haven't had a season that like we're not sure of the outcome at all. You know, like usually we've been like it's just been very easy to like. We've, we've been losing a lot. We've been expecting losses. Now we don't know what to expect. It's, it's a little exciting for sure. I feel like Jacob, you got something to say about that, or like? Yeah. First off, I'll, I mean, yeah, obviously, totally agree with that. But I was gonna just since we were talking about the schedule, I was gonna go through like the top five, like. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Top five, like best matchups we'll see this this year. Yeah. Uh, week four: Jaguars, Bengals. Trevor Lawrence versus uh, Joe Burrow should be a good game there. Uh, week two: Chiefs versus Ravens. Lamar Jackson, uh, Patrick Mahomes versus the running back. And uh, week three, not week uh, first game of the season, actually Thursday night football, Cowboys Buccaneers. So uh, don't really know who I want to win there, but uh, that should be a great game as well. We've got Bills Chiefs AFC Championship uh, rematch week five, and in my opinion, the best game, not the best game, but one of the most anticipated games. Not gonna be a good game at all, but highly anticipated. Tampa Bay at the Patriots. Brady's return to New England. So uh, yeah, lots of good games to look forward to this year. And um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see where this season takes us. Uh, Ori, what you got to say over there? You're laughing a lot. Yeah, I am laughing because I could just picture Daniel Fox's face uh, in Week Four when the Bucks play the Pats, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't know, Belichick or Brady. I don't know who's doing better right now." Daniel Fox did say today in a text that he will be rooting for the Buccaneers. He will be rooting until the Patriots win that game when Brady Belichick Brady. Loses Belichick, Brady. Belichick. Yeah, all right. Well, I'm, I'm done.
Fox, I'm, I'm happy to talk about the Lions a little bit. We have a pretty decent schedule. Uh, I mean, uh, pretty hard, actually. We play uh, uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Um, that should be fun. Week two, uh, you know, Matthew Stafford. Uh, we we go and play um, at at the Rams. So, I don't know. That That's some good vibes there. We ended up with, like, you know, as always, we play the Packers week 17, which fucking sucks. But we play a lot of the NFC. And I think we get only, like, one or two AFC games. Actually, we get three AFC games, and they're all from the AFC North. So, you know. Tell us, you know what I love, though, about the NFL schedule? What? Uh, the Giants' 17th game is the Chiefs. How about that? Oi. Wait, so I, I have a question about the. No, it's the, not true, actually. I have a question about the NFL schedule. It, do 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 your all crossover games come from one division, like AFC to NFC? Yeah. So like, yes. let's say let's say you're the you're the Giants. All your AFC games are from one division, right? Yeah. 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 So we we play the AFC West. We play well, not anymore. The they add an extra team because of the 17th game, but yeah. up until this year. Yeah, yes. but that's what that's what I meant. We play we play the Chiefs, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Yeah, yeah, and we play like everyone from the AFC. Wow, now. that's hard. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, there's not an easy win in that division. Yeah. No. All right. Um, Wait, I just actually want to say, or to cut you off a little bit. Yeah, what's up? The Lions do have the sixth hardest schedule, but um, I actually, you know, I kind of this Lions team. I don't think it's great, but I think it's it's going to play competitive football. I don't I'm not as down. I don't think Jared Goff is great, but I think he's good. He's pretty good. I think this O line is top five in the league. I think this defense is good. This off the off, the receivers are very bad. The running backs are good in the O line. So I think I don't think this will be a great team, but I don't think it's going to be a horrid team. I think they're going to play some competitive football. And I mean, the Steelers have the hardest schedule. I think this is going to be just like Steelers and Ravens have a hard schedule. I just think we're both Ravens. I think will have a good year, but the Steelers. I think it's the ship sinking a little bit. And Eagles have the easiest schedule. I'm not sure that's even going to matter though because oh, and seventeen. Here we come. Yeah, I mean, they're not gonna be on seventy. They have talent, but but they're just such a mess. But yeah, I mean, so an interesting season, no doubt. All right, uh, Jake, we have a little player comparison, right? Yeah, I've, track, got, uh, track. I've got an NBA stat track player comparison. Um, Ellis, you want any hints or like position um, first, or just just stats? By I think by stats you can tell the position. So go on. Okay, uh, player number one has played sixty-one games, averages thirty-three minutes a game. 45% field goal percentage, 30% three-point percentage, uh, four rebounds, seven assists, 0.9 steals, 0.2 blocks, four turnovers, and 19 points per game. That's not very good. Player That's number fine. two, 69 games, <laughs> uh, 35 minutes a game, 45% from the field, 42% from three, five, six boards a game, three assists, one steal, half a block, two turnovers, and 18 points a game. Is two RJ Barrett? He was RJ Barrett. Aha. I knew because he's been shooting really, really well. Um, and yeah, so one. One's a point guard though, right? He's a guard. Yeah. A guard. Point guard, point guard yes. Um, so I, I'm I'm assuming he's a good player. That's you're trying to prove that RJ Barrett's better. So um let me let me think about this a little bit. I'm gonna pull up some teams. Um RJ Barrett's not a great team. Do you want a conference or a not quite yet. RJ Barrett, by the way, has been having a great season. He's having um, a breakout, breakout second year. Butler? Jimmy Butler? No, it's not Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's having a much better year than that. Um, Middleton? Nope. All right, Eastern or Western Conference? Just Western. See. Okay, good, because now I can – it's a bit too hard. Um, Chris Paul? No. Chris Paul's averaging like eight assists. Yeah, that, that's dumb. Excuse me. All right, let me – John Morant? 
Yes. Oh, I knew it. It's a comparison. Yeah. He's having a very, very comparable season to John Morant. And people give him a lot of for being the third best player in his draft. But I personally, I think he's the best behind Zion. And uh, I still think I still think Morant's better, but I think all three are elite. Uh, not elite, but will be elite. And quick fun fact about RJ Barrett: last time the Knicks made the playoffs, RJ Barrett was 12 years old. I'll definitely say this though: RJ Barrett, this last month, is a top 10 player in the NBA. Just this last month, he's yeah. been lights out. Um, yeah. I think John Morant over. I think if I had to pick a player though, I think right now I'd still pick John Morant. Totally but, fair. Totally fair. But yeah, I think they're definitely closer than the media and most people portray them to be. Yep. All right. Are we doing wacky sport of the week? Do you ever listen to that, Jacob? Did not listen to it. You should listen to it. Oh, all right. You actually, do frisbee. Yeah, and Ori just—it was mostly Ori actually. I, but but I, I mean, we all pitched in for fun. All right. Our wacky sport of the week this week is Tetbury Woolsack races. The Tetbury Woolsack races are held along Gumstool Hill, which is in a street. Now I'm gonna. Cha- I'm changing the wacky sport of the week. I read this wacky sport of the week and I do not like it. So I'm doing a different wacky sport of the week, and this is called the Yabby races. So Yabby is the term for a freshwater crustacean in Australia. Yeah, or give me that face because it's wacky. Um, and they're found in dams in many places along Australia, and it's kind of like a fun thing that kids do to catch them. So yeah. Um, and so you can race these crustaceans. And they're racing in a town called Talbot. Um, and they hold a festival called the Yabby Festival where they do the Yabby races. I'm not sure how sanctioned this is, um, but it's done. So, um, yeah, races are also held in Mooney, Kajabi, and Windor in Queensland. Um, for the Yabby races, the event consists of four races of 10 Yabbies painted onto gravel. And the winner is the winner. So I'm about to show you what a Yabby looks like. Can you make me co-host, um, Ori? Ori, can you make me co-host real quick? I'm co-host now. I will show you Yabby. So these are Yabbies. They're like little crab things, and you race them. And see, look, look at this. Look at this big Australian dude with Yabbies. Um, but yeah, so you race them, and yeah, I'm really not sure how sanctioned this is, but it is definitely a sport, and it is definitely wacky. So fits our criteria, maybe not Peter's. So hope you enjoyed the wacky sport of the week, and I think it's gonna be a short episode this week which i like i like um we had a great last two weeks let's keep up the momentum thank you for having an awesome may we're already up to 160 views 158 to be exact so not quite but we like to round up here on who's on top um follow our um subscribe to our youtube at who's on top that's w-h-o apostrophe s-o-n-t-o-p you know with the spaces like normal spelling and subscribe Turn notifications bell, like, comment, all that good stuff. You can watch past highlights of our podcast. We post highlights currently. Um, now, also our podcast is uh, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Same thing as YouTube. Subscribe, turn the notifications bell, like, so you always know when a new podcast is coming out and help us grow. If you like us, which I hope you do, because you're listening now, you've gone this far, so you might as well. Also follow our Twitter and Instagram at watt.podcast. That's W-O-T dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, Twitter is fun by Dan. Um, he posts some, like, usually Yankee slander, if I'm being honest. But, you know, it's it's amusing. Terrible. But Jacob. If everyone but Jacob, it's amusing. But, um, yeah. And he also should be posting when the news podcast is out. But we'll see about that. On Instagram, we have social media manager Katie and Alice running the accounts. And along with me, and you got some cool photoshops, and you always know when the new episode is out. Plus, you can listen to our podcast there using our link in our bio. Also, do not forget that you can start your own podcast using Buzzsprout using our link 
in not on Instagram, but on all our podcast platforms. Just press the link and you can start a podcast premium plan. If you press the link, you get a $25 gift card. If you do the premium plan, it's a good way to get your voice heard. It's fun. It's a nice way to just keep up with friends and just like get your opinions out to the world. So I highly recommend that if you want to do that. And I think that is all the messages for this week. Thank you for listening to episode 61. As always, have a good week. Stay safe, stay healthy. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and goodbye.